This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Good evening and welcome to Hooked, Joy 94.9's program about addiction. Research shows that the LGBTI community has addiction problems of at least twice that of the general population, and we want to explore why and how this has come about. There are many suffering addiction, many more that are affected by those in active addiction, and people that are grateful in in recovery. My name is David. Hi, everybody. My name is Russ. What are some of the reasons behind this problem? Are there pathways towards recovery and change? How does addiction affect loved ones, family members and partners of those in active addiction? Now, Dave and I aren't experts in this field, but we're a couple of friends who both happen to be in recovery together. We believe that there needs to be a conversation in our community about alcohol and addiction. And, of course, if you'd like to join in that conversation, you can go to our Facebook page, which is under hooked on joy 94.9 if you're experiencing immediate problems or if content of this program raises issues that cause distress you can call lifeline on 13 11 14 or beyond blue on 1322 46 36 or go to joy.org.au slash support hey this is our radiothon show tonight russ i have never been so excited in my life Every single year, David, I look forward to Radiothon. This is our biggest, biggest chance to keep Joy on air for another 12 months. And really, we just have an hour to ask people for money. Now, who in their right mind doesn't want to ask people for money? This show, (laughs) this radio station is bloody amazing. It is bloody amazing. And it doesn't operate on the smell of an oily rag. No, you know that it costs $2 a minute just to keep us on air. So that's $120 per hour. Okay, well, you take all the gold coins out of your pocket. I'll take them out of my pocket. And I reckon we can be on air for an hour tonight with what we've got. And we're going to donate that money to Joy tonight because we want to stay on air forever. Hey, you know you need to renew your membership because it's Radiothon time. It's time for you to renew your membership. And Anne and all of those wonderful, wonderful volunteers that work behind the scenes at Joy 94.9, They have sent me a friendly reminder, the friendliest reminder I've ever had in my life, and they have asked me to please, please renew your membership. And you know what, Dave? Dave, I'm doing that right now while we're on here because I'm committed. I know you are. Some people think you should be committed, but nevertheless. Well, I've been that as well, David. (laughs) I have been that as well, and it's only because, it's only because I'm allowed to um, be a... uh, uh, a, a joyster and a member of Joy 94.9 that they've left me out of that institution. That's good. It's the only reason. So all you have to do is go to joy.org.au. Have you got that, Russ? Joy.org.au and I and go cl- in there. Yep, click on the Renew Membership. If you've already received an email, you can just click on the link in that email. But otherwise, uh, go to joy.org.au, renew or take out a membership. Uh, or, of course, you can subscribe, which is a new option where you just um, subscribe and pay a little bit every month, and it's a, just a nice way to be able to uh, give some money to Joy to keep us on air. You can do a tax-deductible donation as well, and that's another way to support Joy uh, because we want to keep our independent voices on air and we want to keep shows like Hooked and all the other wonderful shows that are on Joy 94.9.
Well, you know, David, joy is you. Yeah, you're right. Hey, our first guest up is Steve, and he was from um, a rehab when he came in back in February, and we've had to pre-record Steve because he's not always uh, available on a Tuesday night. So let's play that interview now. Yes, tonight we're joined with uh, Steve. Now, Steve was in a rehab last time he appeared on Hooked, and that was back in February this year. Uh, Steve and Trent, Trent unfortunately isn't able to make it today, but or tonight, uh, but Steve and Trent were both at a rehab. I went and picked them up, brought them into the studios at Joy 94.9 because we wanted to demyth and debunk all of the, the thoughts that I certainly had in my head of what a rehab is like. And they both came in and they told us all about what life is like in a rehab. Isn't that right, Russ? Look, I know for, um, from my own personal uh, experience, for this alcoholic, I could not get sober um, at home by myself. I couldn't do it. I had to go into a rehab. So, Steve, was the rehab successful? How did you feel about the whole um, the whole experience? Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Um, so, where did we leave off? The last time I was in, uh, I was in, yeah, I moved to uh, transitional housing just in the same rehab. Uh, yeah, things are going great. So, the... Transitional housing basically gives me the opportunity to live life as life is, um, with a few few minor rules in place. We still follow a program here, uh, but certainly the big one for me is that it gives me the opportunity to, I suppose, take my wings, go home, and spend a lot more time with my daughter and my family. Uh, so in that regard, it's been a great step forward. Can I just ask you, um, just as a matter of recap, how old are you again? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. So yeah, so that this seems to be from um, um, my experience that somewhere around about the age of thirty-five to forty-five in that age bracket, David, that um, that most um, alcoholics seem to take a good hard look at themselves and think, you know, if I don't start to get my act together now, I am um, I'm going to miss out on a few things in my life, and um, and you especially had a daughter and and uh, family who love love and adore you, so. This is this was obviously your time. You hit your rock bottom, and you decided it was time for you to to get sober. Is that correct? Yeah, you just summed me up in a nutshell there. Uh, my daughter is two, two years and four months uh, at the moment. You know, you see she's partner gets pregnant. That, that's the that's the end of my drinking road. Well, no, it wasn't. So now, does that mean that you're cured, Steve? No, I wish that was the case. Baby. I don't think there is any solid cure. I don't um, for a minute underestimate how um, difficult it is getting sober. How many attempts did you have, Steve? For me, I actually have to admit that I went into rehab thinking that they were going to simply teach me how to stop drinking and that by the time I left there, I would be able to drink like a normal person. So. I went in there with, with, um, eyes, eyes shut. I wanted to learn how to stop for 10 days and then I was going to, uh, you know, hop out the front door of the rehab and, um, miraculously I would be able to drink like a normal person. Instead, I went in there and I was introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous and a, and, and a, and a psychologist and a few other people. And, um, and I soon found out for me that abstinence was the only way. Has that been your experience as well? Yeah, look, I'm right on the same page there. Uh, so my experience, I've, I've, this is my fourth attempt. This one, I, I went in with that sort of mindset that yeah, I do my I do my short term stint here, 
was almost like I was outsourcing the addiction. Okay, here's my addiction. Don't fix it. I'll come out, bang, I'm cured, I'm fixed, and I can behave like a normal person. Uh, you know, look, with the physical side of drinking, um, you know, going through a detail, get on, get on Valium or whatever it is. You know, physically, you know, the physical act of drinking it, if you're more emotional uh, side of the addiction. Do you, do you feel as though that you're, you're present now and that you're part of your family's life? I mean, it's, it's funny what they teach you when you first get into, uh, into rehab and into recovery, isn't it, Steve? That, uh, you've got to do this for yourself. And it's so true because unless you actually can get sober and you can stick to a very, very regimented regime of not drinking on a daily basis just for 24 hours each day, you're not going to get all of the pluses that come with sobriety. The pluses are obviously you get your family back, you can go and get a job, you uh, enjoy life with this, you can run through um, some of the um, issues that you've got going on in your head, but none of this works unless you are 100% committed to the entire cycle from day one. Oh, yeah, again, couldn't agree more. I think the big difference between this rehab and the three prior is that I'm, I'm solely doing this for myself, and it's funny, the more I do this for myself, the more I'm gaining. Yeah, look, I've got to mention here just briefly that uh, this is pandemic broadcasting, so if some of the sound quality is not coming through that well, um, hopefully, well, we have to apologise for that because, of course, we're always broadcasting remotely at Join 94.9 during this pandemic broadcasting period. Um, so hopefully the line is uh, strong enough for people to be able to uh, hear exactly what you're saying there, Steve. Hey, I know that you're an ally because you don't identify in the LGBT or I area, but certainly as an A, an ally of joy and an ally of our community. Um, what does joy mean to you? And what about Joy? How does Joy make your day? I've always got Joy on the radio. The, the mix of music is phenomenal. I can get some of the latest, some of the more classic tracks that I want to go on about age or anything. But uh, yeah, so the content itself is it's nothing like I get on, uh, on commercial radio. Of course, being an independent broadcaster, we're able to have shows like Hooked on Joy 94.9, which probably wouldn't be played on any other stations. So, you know, support is really, really important, um, certainly for independent radio, don't you think, Russ? I couldn't agree with you more. I think the, uh, the message that we're trying to get out there isn't discussed in our community. In fact, I'm not sure it's discussed in, in many um, communities. I actually live in Richmond, very close to a certain injecting clinic, and um, I certainly know that there's a very um, negative um, discussion that goes on in the community in Richmond about the um, uh, the safe um, safe place of that injecting um, clinic. And the point is that um, I think where Joy's been very clever is to actually have a show on air where um, a lot of the myths can be demystified about how what people go through and where they can go to get help when they have got some sort of addiction of any kind. And it's all about discussing and talking about um, the issues so so people can have a greater understanding. I mean, how many people uh, in the real world still think an alcoholic is a man with a coat on, sitting in a park, 
with a bottle of beer in a brown paper bag at, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you know, that could have been me. I, I, I was probably at work with a, um, with a glass of wine in my, in my top drawer drinking at, at two o'clock in the afternoon. And I didn't look anything like an alcoholic, but you know, that's why these things need to be talked about. Um, addiction is very, very real in this world today. And people who have addiction are experts at hiding it. And unless they want to be found out, they won't be. And um, it's it's incredible the things and the lengths that we will go to to hide our addiction and and the shame surrounded about having an addiction that 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 affects so many people in so many ways. So it is very important that Joy keeps these amazing shows on air because they. They need to be discussed in our community. That's 100%, David. Yeah, you're right there, Russ. So if you want to subscribe or become a member or donate to Joy 94.9, just go to joy.org.au and go to the link where you can renew your membership or take out a membership or subscribe just for a little monthly amount if you want to do that. Or, of course, you can make a donation. All donations over $2 are tax deductible. Remember that joy is you. And we are the voice of independent radio. Thank you so much, Steve, for coming on. Even the first time, it was so brave of you to do that. And we were so pleased to have both you and Trent in the studio at the time. Thanks again, Steve. No worries, guys. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, we'll see you soon, mate. We'll do, bud. This is Hooked on Joy 94.9. Hey, do you remember it was only five years ago in April? So five years we've been going, we were at Joy 94.9 doing the Taste of Radio course. Now, who would have ever thought we'd end up on a award-nominated program called Hooked a few years later? You know what made you laugh, David? You know, five years of happy memories, that is. That's happy memories for me. I recall the day that you rang me up and you said, you know what, how do you feel about becoming a joycer and doing the Taste of Radio course? And I must admit that I'm a bit of a, a shy soul initially. When I get to know people, I do open up quite a bit. But I, with, with much intrepidation, I did say to you, Okay, let's give this a shot and see how we go. Well, we do um, have a motto. Let's say, do it and let's do it all. Well, we did do it all. I, um, because we're in Hooked, I will say that if I had still been at the height of my drinking and I uh, was still uh, drinking uh, alcoholically on a daily basis, there is no way known that I would have said yes to you. I wouldn't have met you for starters because we met in recovery. That's true. And I would not have said to you, I would not have said to you, David Gale, this is a great idea. Let's go and do the Taste of Radio course because I would have been too bloody drunk to do it, David. I think but you now, will. Yeah, we're able to do a program on recovery, which is amazing in itself. We've had a really good time um, at Joy because we've, we we did a program together called Our House, which was about real estate and also about uh, all sorts of tops and bottoms, if I remember, in the auction results. But it was about how we live in our LGBTI community. And uh, we had uh, gay suburbs on a suburb of the week. Gayborhood of the week. Together, I've done some other programs as well as being a newsreader. What else have you done? Oh, goodness me, David. The list just goes on and on. I can even 
doing, I've done several uh, versions of um, uh, the travel show, yeah. the Escape Hour and the Escape Pod. And, um, and I also on the Escape Hour, I got introduced to um, food as well as, as travel. So certainly um, worked with some amazing people, Mark Adams, Fiona Brook, Ted Lombardo, uh, and um, they were all... Stefan. What about Stefan? Oh, Stefan. And I can't remember his French last name. It's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous French name, absolutely gorgeous. But um, Stefan was amazing. And um, and yeah, just an amazing bunch of people. Um, it's amazing when you get yourself a team on Joy, how you all click and you all work so well together with one ultimate goal, and that one ultimate goal is as a volunteer just to bring the best possible show you can bring to community radio, our community, the GLBTIQ community, and and it just happens. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing when everyone sits around that table and the planning sessions happen and all of this stuff, of course, you learn at, at, at the Taste of Radio course. What's that, what's that course called these days, Dave? The Taste of Radio course. <laughs> oh, it hasn't changed. No. <laughs> hey, I've got a quick question for you. What's the opposite of addiction? It'll be connection, David, and that's what we've got to join only 4.9. Well, that's exactly true. And, and as, as two people in recovery, we become more and more connected with other people, which is important for us. It's extraordinarily important for us. But also we become even more uh, connected to our community. So if anybody's listening in and they want a bit of a connection with the community, they don't have to do the Taste of Radio course, although they're quite welcome to do that. But otherwise, mm. you can always be connected to your community by being a member of Joy 94.9. Look, I've, there's, there's been so many favourite memories of mine. I can remember the, um, the very, I graduated from the Taste of Radio course. And, yes. Uh, my first, my first show was in an OB, an outside broadcast zone. I was at the, um, at the St Kilda shopping centre, um, with my headphones on and I sort of wandered on down there. I was a member of the escape pod at the time. And the next minute someone had donned a, a head, headphones on me and the next minute I was on air and I was outside broadcasting and I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled. And then, of course, one of my other favourite times has been has been on when we've done a show with you and you were, uh, and I were in your bed together doing a show. You know, you can broadcast from anywhere these days, which is absolutely amazing. David, how did you find the uh, radio course? And you're very, very connected. I'm very proud of you, actually. I will say that on air. You're very connected to Joy. I come in and do my shows each week and then I leave with you have really, really committed yourself to the Joy community. Um, you you are regularly in at the studio, you do a number of shows, you, um, you do the hard yards. What have you got out of it? Well, before I actually talk about that, um, one of my favourite memories at Joy 94.9 was at one of the uh, midsummer carnivals and I went along. I was a roving reporter for about two hours and I went all around the midsummer carnival and I talked to people and broadcasted on air live at the time and I was just using my phone or something like that and I went and talked to some people having a picnic. I did a little bit of a critique on their food because their food was sensational. I wish we'd had some vision to show that off on Joy 94.9 at the time. And then I went to the dog show and I talked to a couple of the people that were getting ready to compete in the dog show at Midsummer Carnival, which everybody knows about, and asked them about their dog's dreams and hopes. Many of them at that time were hoping that their dogs would see marriage equality come into force. I also talked to some of the leaders within our community. 
uh, certainly to Karen, who is in charge of Midsummer. Karen Bryant. It was great to talk to her. I think I talked to uh, Fiona Patton and a few other people. I certainly talked to somebody from uh, um, from the um, MQFF, which is the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. It was one of my favourite days of being joy. But one of the major things that I got out of uh, being uh, going to the Taste of Radio course at Joy 94.9 was to be able to become connected with our community in certainly a different way uh, than we certainly were already. And you and I, were both in recovery. We don't go out to clubs. We don't take drugs. We don't drink and do all that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that we're able to actually put something back, which is really good too. You know what I think is the most important thing about Joy, uh, aside from um, you know, getting message out into our community, the wonderful music, all of those different shows, and it is it, it is vital for our community that we have this radio station. But it's just the volunteers, David. That station runs on volunteers, and it is so important that we get new volunteers coming in every day. Now, you just might want to work in the mailroom, or you might want to work with Karen from Finance, or you might want to work with you know, um, Scotty from Wages. I don't know. I don't know. But you could certainly just volunteer and do anything of joy. You come in and sanitise the microphones for us, whatever you feel like doing. But we just need, we need people. It's a people radio station. It's a community radio station. And we need you all there. I mean, DJing may not be your thing. I mean, I like Aisy's music day. Oh, yes, you certainly do. We've done some boxing days and some other New Year's days where we've played all of your soundtracks of your life. It's been amazing. One of those, um, those things, those pod things that they do at the end of, um. (laughs) I could just let you hang out to dry at the moment. They're called podcasts. (laughs) Rust That's podcast, yeah. yeah, and they're amazing things, aren't they? We have a great podcaster, Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Uh, she does an amazing job for Hooked as well. Hey, look, we're going to have to wrap it up for a moment because we've got some more guests coming up very soon. But uh, head to joy.org.au um, and click on the Renew Your Membership or Subscribe or Donate button and do yourself a favour and support the radio station that supports you because remember that joy is you. Now, a couple of months ago, we had Ali the pharmacist come into Joy 94.9 and we did a little bit of an update on safe scripts and we also talked about methadone. I knew nothing about methadone. Methadone. Well, I, um, the only thing I ever knew about methadone was when I would go into a chemist and I would see them lined up there. And you know what? I must admit at the time, I would always be thinking, well, Okay, isn't that nice that they're not on the street and they're injecting heroin? Yeah, well, that's true. I thought, well, what an amazing amazing program. Um, They're actually um, in there. um, They're safely taking a substance um, and they're being monitored by a healthcare professional. So Ali does an amazing job over there and I just think it's worth every dime to um, stop people injecting um, um, heroin unsafely with used syringes and God knows what else. It's always um, better to be safe than sorry in this world, as we know. Well, I caught up with Ali just the other day at his busy pharmacist. So this is a really short segment and it's from Ali and he's talking about his experience at Joy 94.9. I'm here with Ali, the pharmacist who was on hook earlier this year, uh, talking about safe scripts, the opioid crisis here in Victoria, and of course, methadone. Welcome, Ali. Hello, how are you? It's great to have you back here. It's great. And this is our Radiothon show, of course. What I wanted to ask you about is because 
Uh, we believe that we are you and we want to keep independent voices on air. We've had you on Joy a couple of times. How have you found the experience? It was very exciting for me to come and join you guys on the Joy Radio. I really enjoyed it and I um, I took a lot on board. You know, it was, I think it was mutual for both of us, hopefully. Look, in the end, you know, I think, I believe that community radio asks questions that other radio doesn't ask. I mean, would you be talking about uh, methadone or opiate crisis in Australia if you're on a more mainstream channel? No, I don't think so. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't touch the very sensitive subjects that we went, uh, we went over when, when I was with you guys last time. And I thought it was very good opportunity for me to provide a bit of, you know, uh, what I know. And, um, and it, it, it was good because it was an opportunity for me to, uh, as an independent pharmacist. So Ali, why do you like Joy so much? Because I believe Joy keep the independent voice on air. And it's very important nowadays that to find a channel uh, to get the information that are not much biased. And I think Joy gives that to the listeners. Yeah, we know that we wouldn't have been able to cover the topics that we were just talking about before Mm -hmm. on any other radio station. It is a very unique position. Uh, Are you a proud supporter of Joy 94.9? Of course I am. And you're also a great ally for the LGBTI community, aren't you? Of course. Yeah, I try my best to do a little bit for uh, the community. It's not much, but we do as much as we can. We provide health advice, medications for sexual health, and also a lot of, a lot of, um, voices and help in terms of the mental and, uh, also addictions. We believe that, um, everybody should become a supporter of Joy 94.9. They can do that in a number of ways. They can go to joy.org.au. Is that the sort of message that we should be giving? Of course, of course, definitely. Everyone should join Joy 94.9. That's right. Thank you so much for coming on to Hook tonight during our Radiothon special. Thank you very much for having me. Hey there, I'm Rachel, the Program Director here at Joy. During this period of uncertainty, Joy has made the tough decision to broadcast most of our shows remotely. Our wonderful on-air volunteers that you love listening to are working hard to keep broadcasting from wherever they are, their kitchens, living rooms, even their wardrobes. This means you may notice some changes to the awesome sound quality that you're used to from Joy. But we know how important it is that we keep broadcasting the music and shows you love So thanks for sticking by us. During this disruption, Joy still needs your help to stay on air. You can donate or become a member at joy.org.au and make sure you stay in touch via Joy's social media. Thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. Joy, your voice, your radio station. This is Hooked on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Hooked on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9's program about addiction. Last week on Hooked, we had an encore program. It was back from January last year in 2019. It was very powerful radio. It was an episode about self-harm. And tonight we welcome back here on Hooked on Joy 94.9, Tosh. How are you, Tosh? Good, good, David. Yourself? Good to have you back here on Hooked. Now, I will say, Tosh, that you've um, come along right at the perfect time because Radiothon is on, and um, what a perfect time to have on a previous guest who can just bang on about how fabulous Joy 94.9 is. What would you do with our community radio, Tosh? You love community radio, don't you? 
I don't, I, I don't know. I once bought a song I was on community radio myself. One of your competitors who will go nameless, but Thank you. community radio has played a massive part in my life. Well, we're asking people to give until it hurts at the moment because it's radio fun because this show of ours, it's very important. We're, we're, we're asking the questions in our community about uh, recovery and about addiction. And you, I will say, are a success story. And uh, you're, you seem to have your uh, life back these days. What would you What would you like to tell the listeners about about how things are going with you, Josh? Just on that, Russ, it was um, an amazing episode. So if anybody hasn't heard it, certainly go to joy.org.au slash hook. If you want to look back to January last year and you can hear Tosh talk about his story. Um, sorry to interrupt there. No, that's all right. Um, certainly, you know, life is a little different now for everyone than it was uh, a year ago, or more than a year ago. I can't believe it was January 2019 when you told me, Dave. But, you know, life's tracking just as fine as ever. Re- recovery is fine. I'm, I'm free in a sense from from every everything I said in that show still rings true, and I do encourage everybody to go listen to it, uh, along with, the rest of the back catalogue of hooked, of course. Um, but yeah, we just, we just kind of move on day at a time that this is just another challenge of which life has thrown all of us in recovery at one point or another. Uh, and we're just trying to get through as best we can. Myself at the moment, I'm enjoying really what's a little bit of a break, you know, before all this started. My life was very busy and very full and I loved that. Um, but I can still take advantage of a little time of myself, time with my partner. Um, time to just uh, relax and kind of refocus on what's important to me in life um, and get through some of the back catalogue of what I have kind of withstanding to do in, in my life today, which is, which is a, a freeing thing. I could sit here and, um, you know, I have spent a lot of time uh, in this in this period so far because um, I actually, I, I got a head start on isolation thanks to a place I was working, but um, I... Thinking about how I would have coped with this um, back when I was in in addiction, and I had I had multiple addictions, of course. Um, and the simple answer is I, I wouldn't have coped mm. uh, for a period of time. It would have been the absolute dream come true, left alone. Nobody's even allowed to come visit me, uh, and I just would have I would have fallen apart. But well, we're like a month and a half in now, and uh, you know. <laughs> I couldn't guarantee that I'd even be alive. And who would know? You know, it's, it's, I, I've also spent a lot of this time worrying about people still in that exact situation. And, you know, this is why a show like this, this is part of the reason why I came and shared my story originally, because it's important to reach out to people now more than ever who might need support, um, that they can't get anywhere else. It's funny because. Have you been playing inside before now, Tosh? Um, I think it's just got past two and a half years. Yeah. Wonderful. And as we say uh, in recovery, um, your life now would look nothing like your old life. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Completely different. Yeah. It's um, funny that you okay. mentioned yeah. um, one of the, the reasons that you came on the show was because there was nobody else that you could look to as far as hearing their story about self-harm. Um, that was something very powerful, I thought, because um, you, you decided that you'd got through this whole uh, problem and that nobody else 
was there to actually advise you and uh, if anybody else was struggling with that sort of thing. Does that mean that community radio has really afforded you an opportunity to be able to tell your story, whereas I doubt if there'd be any mainstream avenues for you to tell that type of uh, tale? There aren't many. I'm sure there are some, but certainly none where it's been appropriate or certainly none where I've been approached. You know, some people in my life get sent my way because I have an experience with this. Um, and that's a service I'm always happy to provide. Um, an ear as someone who can listen, um, who can understand. Um, but absolutely community radio affords me this opportunity to be of use um, because I'm sure, you know, I've sought support through all sorts of means, friends and, and, uh, and otherwise and, and met from the medical community as well. But um, I can't deny that when I, when I started out on this journey, I felt like there weren't many voices around um, that told my story. And I believe, think, I thought back then and I still think the same way that um, any voice, uh, any voice, no matter where it comes from, um, is is incredibly important to those who are still suffering. Um, it's a tragedy of sorts, um, and well, every single case is tragedy. But um, I just, you know, I, I remember being feeling so alone in that kind of pain and and loneliness and misery. And anyone who can hear my story and agree a little bit and think as a result that there's something out there for them. Is better, and, and I can't think of a better way to get this across. I, I do it like this, and perhaps get my message across to, to thousands of people. Who knows? Or I can do it one on one. Both is just as valuable. Well, we like to um, the message we like to get across on hooked um, toshes is the only way you can start recovery is just by simply asking another human being for help. How did you go with asking somebody for help? Clearly you did because you're um, you're a different person now. That's a good question. It's something you don't, I don't... It's something I actually haven't thought about for a while. It's funny, I was always... I remember think, having this dilemma a long time ago. I thought, you know, I'm born... I'm very, very waspy of me. I thought I was born alone and I'll die alone, I'm on this rock and I've got to fight for myself, born with a shovel in the hand kind of thing, and it's, you know, I can't possibly ask another human being for help. I always thought that my entire life struggled for a very long time. Now it feels so weird to think back to it because asking for help is, is second nature. If I struggle for somebody, is for something I reach out. Some point along that line became came with an understanding that, you know, I'm not very, came with the growth to come to understand that I'm not very good at solving my own problems and other people, if given the opportunity and I actually do what they tell me, might actually help. A little bit of that comes through experience, but reaching out for help that first time is, is very difficult, uh, as we all know. But I reached a point where I had to. I, uh, I myself personally, I got somebody else to do it for me. I uh, gave my phone number to someone who was incredibly concerned about my well-being. Sorry, not my phone number, my mother's phone number to somebody who was incredibly concerned about my well-being because I kept my world so small that you really knew what was going on. And they started the ball rolling. And, you know, it's a bit like once that ball was rolling, it was impossible to be stopped. I was forced to face up to things I didn't want to face up to, but you can't roll it back. And really, I wanted that. I just was so locked in. I couldn't take that first step myself. Something inside of me said, just, just you trust this person at least. You trust that they will make the right decision. And insofar as advice on those lines, if you have anyone in your life you can trust, start with them. 
you know, mm. if they're operating better than, than you are, then that starts a, a, a link, a chain. You might not like where it ends up, but it will probably, that, or, or who it ends up with, but you've got to give it a chance because what's, what's the, what's the worst possible outcome? Uh, in my case, the outcome was me being left on my own. It's a bit callous and it's very revisionist based on, you know, looking back at my experience. And I can't under, I can't deny that pain that I felt behind the fear where it was going to end up. I just had to start somewhere. I just had to start somewhere. I think we know these days that, that uh, people um, who are in addiction are um, recovering or are in the middle of some sort of trauma that has happened at some stage in their life. And isn't it interesting, until you actually tell another human being about your addiction, you really do feel as though that you are the only person in the world that is in, in this hole and nobody else could possibly understand, nobody else has been where you've been. Um, and then once you're actually able to share it with another person um, in addiction or a medical professional or anyone who um, is, is, is there to help, you instantly feel better, don't you? Oh, immeasurably so. In that first instance, it might not fit. In my own experience, it didn't feel good, but it just felt like I'd lifted such a significant weight off my shoulder. Didn't have mm. to feel good. I just felt relieved that I didn't have to carry that myself anymore. I didn't know where it was going to end up, but and that can be frightening in itself. But at least it's not what it was. But then you you move on and you move forward. You're never alone. You you know. I, I don't think any any of us have, have, have had an experience which is strictly unique, uh, which some someone in our life hasn't been able to sympathise with us in some way. We haven't been able to find someone who we can share, we can bond over a shared experience with. That's certainly my experience. There's countless people with whom I never thought uh, I would connect with that I have so much in common with and so much to, to give to and take from and, and learn from. Certainly when I, when I started this journey off, I was pointed by a medical professional in one particular direction because of my age. He thought I wouldn't get along with certain groups of people. It's, 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 it's funny now to talk about, but like when you're starting from when you've stripped away all the lies that you built up around yourself that, mm. that surrounded that pain, um, which invariably seems to be part of the experience we build up these, um, these stories around ourselves, when you strip them away and you're left with yourself, it's just like, and your experience, you will find someone else to share that experience with or who has shared that experience with you. It still shocks me how easy it was, honestly, as, as somebody who never thought it was, never found it easy to get along with other people or to connect with other people truly. I will always be amazed at how easy it is to connect with people who understand what you've been through. One of the themes um, for Joy Radiothon this year is that joy is you, which is a reflection that community radio reflects people like yourself and Russ and myself. So here are three of us in recovery at the moment and hopefully somebody else is out there listening and either they're in recovery or they're struggling with addiction and community radio does that and it means that the voices that are independent can be heard on Joy 94.9. Look, it's been great having a chat and a catch-up again with you, Tosh, because, you know, as I said, the episode with you talking about your self-harm and other addictions was one of our most powerful and uh, and absolutely uh, it was a privilege for us to have you on air at that time. So great to hear from you again. Bye. Thank you very much.
See you, Tosh. We want our community to be one of hope and look forward to your company next week as we continue to explore addiction on Hooked. Meanwhile, it's goodbye from Russ. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me, David. Goodbye. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.